Okay, there, of course, is Drake, who's OVO Fest, returning to Toronto for the first time in a couple of years. Of course, like so many other things, postponed due to the pandemic. OVO Fest has been a summer tradition here in Toronto since 2010. And, you know, I'm not sure what the ticket prices were for the first OVO, but I can almost guarantee you it was not $900. Yes, that's right. Tickets went on sale this past Friday. And that 900 by the way, that $900, that's what's being charged for the lawns. That's right. If you want to sit on the lawn, you want floors for OVO Fest? Well, apparently that'll set you back a couple of grand. Here's music expert uh, Alan Cross, who joins us now uh, for more on this. Uh, Alan, good afternoon. Uh, fans were uh, shocked uh, back on Friday and over the weekend. How about you? Were you shocked to see these prices? I was. In fact, I've got my computer open here, and I'm just looking to see exactly what the latest prices are on things. Now, uh, they okay, this is on StubHub, so this is a, a secondary and a secondary um, seller, and prices have moderated. They're three it's called $350 per. Um, yeah, we'll say that that's the average. So, uh, Things have uh, settled down a little bit, but anybody who would pay $900 for a space on the dirt, uncovered, uh, the same price as you would pay for an all-inclusive Cuban vacation this summer, uh, this winter, like, what? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, what is going on here with uh, these tickets and other concert tickets? I mean, you mentioned that uh, the prices are moderating. It seems like concert tickets, Alan, are as just a wild ride as cryptocurrency or the stock market right now. Yeah, well, what's happening is that we have an awful lot of demand for concerts, the pent-up demand from the whole COVID business. Uh, everybody is on tours. There's lots of supply, but at the same time, there were only so many shows that people want to go see. And uh, the other thing is that artists are trying to make up for lost time. So they're testing the market to see exactly how much they can get away with charging. I mean, it's simple supply and demand. There were only so many seats in, into which you can put bums. So uh, you, you try to balance supply with, with demand. Uh, however, there, you know, and artists are also being hit by the same inflationary pressures that the rest of us are. You know, gas, wages, uh, you name it. Everything is, is, is costing more these days. So they're trying to figure out exactly how they can break even and make some money on, on a tour, which, I mean, that's, that's how you make your cash. So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, however, there is going to come, I think, some kind of a breaking point because concert tickets are purchased with after-tax discretionary income. And if you're going to be buying tickets at, you know, $350, $500, $1,000 per uh, that seems like uh, you, you're actually testing the market to its breaking point. Well, yeah, I think that feels uh, that way to fans. And uh, your point about inflationary pressures is a good one. And also the fact that, yes, artists have un been unable to be on the road for the last uh, couple of years. Uh, so, you know, they're trying to maybe make back some uh, lost uh, revenue here. But uh, I think we'd be kidding ourselves to think that uh, inflation is not going to have an effect, even though there is this pent-up demand uh, for, for live music. I mean, I've missed it. You've missed it. We've all missed uh, being there, experiencing concerts, uh, live music. But if tickets are starting to be three, four, five hundred dollars uh, on average uh, a piece, I mean, there's only so many shows you can afford to go see, and there's going to be a, a lot of acts I think that uh, might be playing to half-empty houses. 
It's very possible. Uh, when I went to see Roger Waters a couple of weeks ago, uh, now, mind you, that was the night of the big Rogers blackout. There were empty seats. My seats were three rows from the very top at the Scotiabank Arena, and they were $81 each, which I considered to be a very reasonable price for the show that we got. Uh, however, you know, there were, I'm, okay, I'm just scrolling around OVO one more time. Uh, front row tickets are in just slightly off to the front of the stage. $3,800 each on StubHub. Uh, there will be people who you know, are willing to pay that. And, um, you know, again, Jeff, how much would you pay to go to a show that you absolutely had to see? Uh, upwards, and it's funny you ask that because we're going to open the phones on this. Uh, how much have you paid, and who did you see, and was it worth it? But uh, the most I have ever paid for a ticket is three hundred, three hundred dollars, and that's for me my max, kind of my breaking point, and it's a show I really want to go to. Uh, do you have a threshold? It's probably about three hundred dollars. Anything more than that, I really have to think about how much I I, I want to pay, uh, because, like I said, you know, for for a lot of people this this is that's that's a tremendous amount of money sure. spent on a uh, on a one night only thing uh let me just look here drake tickets i'm i'm ticketmaster right now let's just see what ticketmaster is charging because again this is all very dynamic it changes uh lot is general admission uh any tickets that are available are 400 about a 400 dollars if you want to get down front uh let's see that would be in the three two three yeah i mean they go up four hundred dollars is the the bottom line that you can get into see drake Mm. can you explain maybe uh, for those that have uh, and there's a lot of us that have not bought concert tickets because there haven't been any concerts as we've been talking about for a couple of years like why are the prices going up and down i mean what is uh, i guess the face value of a ticket now is there a face value when you go on to buy and uh, i understand StubHub uh, might be a different uh, deal and these are uh, tickets that are being uh, resold and uh, that's where demand equals supply but uh, why are these prices fluctuating when we talk about 900 for the uh, lawns for ovo fest is that face is that what ticketmaster and drake were charging doesn't seem like it. I think that was a secondary. Uh, I think that was a secondary price. I can't find anything that's selling for nine hundred dollars right now on Ticketmaster, unless you go onto their secondary market, and then it starts to go up beyond a thousand dollars, depending on where you want to sit. Uh, and what you see again, you bring up a good point. What is face value? Well, it's whatever's printed on the ticket. But the real market value is determined later after, you know, people decide exactly how important it is to go to a show. On Ticketmaster right now, the most you can pay for a ticket is $1,754 plus. So we scroll down. Again, there seems to be a lot of stuff available here. And and what people are are asking for is is, a bit nuts. Yeah, and I think I want to ask you this as well, Alan, because you've been covering this and following this uh, really for years, for decades, going back to Ticketmaster and Pearl Jam and their problems with uh, Ticketmaster and the selling of uh, concert tickets. It seems like, I don't know, we're, we're no better off. I mean, here we are years and years and years later, and there seems to be less clarity and transparency when it comes to concert tickets and concert tickets for sale. 
this has been a problem with Ticketmaster going back years and years and years, this idea of transparency. How many tickets are actually available? Uh, how many tickets are immediately shuttled out to the secondary market? How many mass purchasers of tickets are there who immediately start selling tickets on the secondary market? How many tickets are on the guest list? How many tickets are on, um, you know, reserved for uh, record labels, American Express, front of the line, all that sort of stuff. So if we look at the Budweiser stage for OVO, let's call it 18,000 tickets. 18,000 tickets did not go on sale to the general public. Only a fraction of that did. How much? We don't know. And if, if but if, if that, that adds to the supply and demand pressures. So let's say, just for the heck of it, that half of those tickets, 9,000 tickets were uh, set aside for other reasons than for sale to the general public. So automatically, you increase uh, sales pressure by 50%. So we, we, we don't know. And Ticketmaster really has been designed to take the heat for the promoters and for the artists. It looks like they're the bad guy because they are the ones selling you the tickets. But they're only selling you the tickets at a price that they were told to sell you them at. So, uh, yeah, there's problems with fees that go on top of the sale price of the ticket, but that's how Ticketmaster makes their money. They make their money, um, sell it, they, they charge a fee to sell you a ticket. That, that's where their cash comes in. But then there are other things on top of that. There's venue fees. There may be, a, in certain markets, there may be an amusement tax, or there's all obviously HST on top of these things. So. It, it becomes a very expensive proposition to go to a concert these days because not only do you have to look at the face value of the ticket or whatever you're paying for the ticket, there's all the fees and taxes on top of it, which, right. which can be insane. It's almost like buying an airline ticket. You go to Discount Day Airline and it, it looks somewhat attractive, but then, of course, you plus, plus, plus add it on and you're like, uh, how much am I uh, paying now to, to travel, to, to fly? Now that you, you bring up the fact, uh, airlines, that's actually a, a pretty good model because uh, airlines use something called dynamic pricing. They have algorithms that are always looking at the demand for a seat on a given flight on a given day to a given destination. And that's why if you, you know, you may pay $500 for the seat, but the person next to you may have had to pay $1,200 for a seat. I'm trying to go to Winnipeg to see my parents. I started looking uh, two weeks ago and a price of our, for an airline ticket uh, to Winnipeg, a two hour and 32 minute flight was $800. Last night I checked, it's $1,600. Mm. So, again, supply and demand. Alan Cross, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for this. Appreciate it. You bet. There goes uh, Alan Cross, of course, musicologist, host of the ongoing history of uh, new music. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.